Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join Martin, Dave, Spencer and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. So welcome back to the T2 Hubcast. Martin Johnson, Spencer Locker. <laughs> it's even doing our head in now. <laughs> Um, so this is the fourth hubcast in the series of six on the mindset types. Yeah. Uh, we've done three prior. We've done the Alpha Wolf, the Snow White, and the Needy Child. Yeah. This um, hubcast is going to focus on the fourth mindset type, which is the Puppet Master. Yes. Now, the, now the name, this name, Spencer, divides yeah. opinion. Yeah. And it divides opinion because of its connotations. Yeah. Which we'll come on to. Yeah. Because when you when you label someone or you you talk about a puppet master, yeah, you think of someone pulling the strings and manipulating yeah. and getting people to do what they want them to do. Yeah, right. Mm. Um, but we sort of give it the name for for that reason. But as we talk through this, it'll probably make perfect sense. Mm. So the puppet master is a mindset that you'll come across in the workplace, mm. where where it's the social beast. Yeah, you know this. <laughs> The social chameleon, the yeah. person who everybody likes to be around. Yeah. The person who people respond to in kind. Yes. The person who has an uncanny knack of influencing others mm. to support them and help them, mm. you know, and, and do what they need them to do. And I think at this point it is a, it, it, is, it might be prudent to mention that um, you have a lot of people in your um, organisations who influence other people, and it's not always negative. It's not. Don't mis- say it's manipulative. And no. let me. And I'm, I'm going to. And I'm going to sort of really make the statement on the difference between that and yeah. the, and the puppet master. But coming back to the name, mm. we was trying to think of that mindset type. You know, so the mindset type spends is the mm. person in the workplace who understands that. You know, more brains are better than one. Yeah. More hands are better than one pair, mm, right? Yeah. If we collaborate together and we pull resources in from around and we do things together, then we can drive a greater outcome. Yes. Right? So it's it's the person who collaborates and understands that mm. they need other people to do their job. Mm. And the more they get people doing things for them and with them, you know, the more productive they can yeah. be. And 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 we and I toyed with the name because we, we even came up with this, we call it the social chameleon. Mm. Then people were saying... Yeah, but that insinuates that you change your spots and your colours and yeah. you know and all and it's insincere. And I'm like, well, no matter what name we come up with for this, Peter's yeah. gonna separate opinion. But I like the puppet master because they understand mm. that in order to do their job, right, they've got to go first and mm. go out their way to uh, influence other people to behave yeah. in a certain way or act in a certain yeah, way. Certainly it's like it's, it's like if um I mean I can I can remember, I'm sure you can, but people you've worked with in the past who've sort of led by example. Uh, not When I say led by example, I don't necessarily from a, a leadership perspective, but somebody within the group, somebody you work with rather than work for, and they've just had this way of getting the best out of you. Yeah, in and, fact, and you want to do things yeah. for them. And, and, and here's the difference between, so it's called the puppet master, mm. to just, you know, go over the definition. It is the person who collaborates and pulls in resources and people and builds relationships and allies in every area of the organization. Yeah. yeah. So almost their job becomes easy because mm. they're getting a lot of support and they're doing things as, as a collaboration yes. rather than isolation. Yeah. People generally like being around these people, working yeah. with them, right? The social beasts, right? They're really social engaging people. 
And they tend to thrive in organizations for that reasons because they have a lot of allies. I mean, it's not a one-way thing. They go first and do things for other people as well. Yeah. So half the half the half the, the battle is them going first, building trust, and then um, you know, they get that back in kind. Yeah. But the difference between this being a genuine collaboration and one of manipulation to get people to do what you want them to do. Yeah. Is is simply this. A puppet master um will will always do something that is in both parties' interests. Mm. Yeah. Whereas the master manipulator, the Machiavelli, mm. will always appear to be doing something, but it's for their own personal yes. gain. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the difference between the two. Mm. When we're talking about puppet masters, we're talking about people who understand the importance of collaboration. Mm. They understand the importance of helping others so they will get that in return. Yeah. In reciprocation, they tend to go first. Yeah. I'll do something for you, and I know when I need something, you'll be there for me. Yeah. Win-win, right? So um, it's, it's a very it's a, a very social mindset. Yeah. It's a very collaborative mindset. And, and we call them the puppet masters. Cool. All right. So um, when we start talking about the puppet master, we're talking about identify the, identifying them in the workplace. You come up with some really good examples there where where managers could actually, they can recognise. Because a good manager knows the people, don't they? Mm. They know the people. They know um, who their alpha wolves are, who their needy children are, um, and the puppet master as well. So um, we, we've sort of, we've got an idea about how to, how to identify them. So what are the pros and cons then? Well, yeah, the pros of, a, of the puppet master mindset is they're genuine, generally liked and they yeah. get on well. They fit into a culture and into a team really, really well. Yeah. Um, you know, quite often they can mix and, and uh, with, with all different types of personality styles, they adapt and slightly evolve to get, you know, to build rapport with others. So they're generally good team players. Yeah. Which is great in organizations. Um, they're great communicators. You know, they yeah. are great. You have to be a great communicator if you're going to influence other people, right? So they're genuinely great communicators. They display high levels of emotional intelligence. Okay. They can read group and power dynamics really well. So they understand how to uh, how to navigate certain meetings, how yeah. to, you know, how to navigate conflict, mm. how to come in and mediate and intervene when conflict is happening around them. The puppet masters know how to do this because they've got high levels of emotional intelligence. So socially and collaboratively and culturally, there's loads of positives to the puppet master. And as a result, they do tend to drive good outcomes because of the, that team dynamic and that everybody's pushing in the, in the same direction. Um, some of the cons, are, are, I said, there's not many cons, but some of the negatives or, or the, the, the areas, areas to, to build on, areas to build on yeah. for, a, for a puppet master would be sometimes to become over-reliant on group activity and group mm. decision-making and collaboration and therefore operating in isolation, mm. you know, and spontaneously uh, can be a challenge for them. Right. Um, but, you know, it, it, I've met puppet masters who were great at that and still very comfortable in their own skin at, at doing that. So, um, you know, the other the other potential area to build on is his puppet masters are so expressive and jovial that they are the ones who can get lost in a 45-minute story about last night's documentary, <laughs> you right. know. And, but the first thing they do in the day is at 10 o'clock once they've uh, put all last night's TV programs to bed right. or, or the news from this morning. They're just 
they're just social beasts, you know, mm-hmm. and, and therefore they can easily get distracted. If someone asks them a question in, or engages them in the workplace, they'll, they'll easily get distracted and engage because they're a puppet master, they're social. Yeah. So um, finding sustained periods of time where they can crack on and be productive and concentrate can sometimes, sometimes be mm-hmm. an issue. Right, okay. So that's going to basically uh, impact on outputs, on it, it could do t- time of delivery, maybe it could do, but the, but they tend to counteract that by and earn the right to do that because what they do do and when they do it is usually is usually good, right? And um, you know, people generally like having them in the <clears> team, <throat> even the manager, right? They understand there's a certain value to the dynamic they bring to that team yeah. and what they actually draw out of other people in that team, hmm. and you can't measure that. You can't measure it as an output, as a as a metric, mm-hmm. as a KPI, but you just know it adds something. Yeah, from a soft perspective in the yeah. team, from a soft skills perspective. So, um, but puppet masters usually do well because when they need to cash in a favor, you know, if if they need to go into finance and speak to the finance lady because they yeah. desperately need some pricing approved or a discount for something or or approval or a purchase order at the end of the month. Yeah. Right, because they've gone out the way to build a relationship with the lady in finance. Yeah, their priority will get put to the top of her list. Yeah, whereas yeah. the Alpha Wolves and the Snow Whites who have pissed that lady off for the last six months and who yeah. don't speak to her very well and who send her short, sharp emails, their priorities go to the bottom of the list. Yeah, so the puppet master will always be prioritized by the mm. the key people in the organization. Yeah. They can call that favoring when they need to. You know, I did. I'd never really looked at it like that from a from a from this perspective. But I I once met a guy <clears throat> back when I was serving. Uh, I've been at a unit for I've probably been there a year, eighteen months, and this guy turned up, uh, same rank as me, same position as me, and all that. Uh, first day in work, he turned up. He had a big box of uh, bottles of whiskey, and that day, me and him, because I, I it was up to me to sort of familiarise himself with everything. That day, we drove round points of interest, the important people supply squadron you know where you get your goodies from uh, all these different places he went in introduced himself gave him gave the guy a bottle of whiskey uh, had a bit of a chat so uh, got his face known from a positive perspective and we moved on about two or three weeks later on we did exactly the same thing but he went round again same places but i was listening to what he was saying said, i was just passing i thought i'd stick my head in see how you're doing all right don't want anything no no yeah so he's getting these people, he's building these relationships, he's sort of keeping the plate spinning all the time. Well, we so, talk, we talk yeah. all the time about the chimp and about our human instinct is survival and we have to establish friend or foe yeah. when we meet people for the first time. And then whatever we initially decide, we usually try to justify why our initial assumption is right. Yeah. And what puppet masters do really well is they not only make a great first impression mm. like you're talking yeah. about, but then the type of people who walk, you know, you only have to walk down the corridors to the canteen with them. And they've been stopped five times by people in different departments yeah. going, hey, Spence, how are you doing today, mate? How did you get, I was, I was, yeah. uh, I was the lad's birthday party yeah. last weekend, yeah. right? Yeah. Everybody knows them. They seem to have relationships with a lot of people. Mm. Uh, and, and so they're not only good at, at making a great first impression, but they seem to maintain and yeah. build on upon those relationships. Something like what we call social excellence. Yeah, it's social yeah. excellence. And and as a result, they will always do well mm. because they're they're never on their own or isolated. Mm. And I admire Alpha Wolves in many senses that actually they can produce an awful lot of productivity and their mm. unconsciously content on their own. But I also admire puppet masters because mm. 
they absolutely probably acknowledge that. They can't do it all on their own. Probably mm. nor do they want to, which mm. is the main point. Yeah. An alpha wolf wants to. Yeah. A puppet master doesn't. They thrive on human interaction and yeah. relationships and collaboration. So so their way through life is through relationships mm. and rapport yeah. and, and collaboration. And it bloody works. Yeah. Because yeah. when they need the support or when they need a favor or you know, they can cash it in at any moment. Yeah. And people, and also you've got an advantage. Puppet masters have an advantage with the leadership team and the management because they generally bloody like them. Yeah. Yeah. And culturally they're a great fit for this organization. So yeah. we want people like that around. Mm. So, and it's not manipulative at all. It's driven by some unconscious motivators in the puppet master that they absolutely thrive on human collaboration. Mm. You know, we know that certain human motivators like to enjoy life and be happy. Yeah. To be special and find meaning, to be needed and appreciated. Mm. These type of people go out their way to build relationships with others. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it works. It really works. Good. So, so when you've got somebody you've recognised as socially excellent, a, a puppet master within your your workforce, your team. Um, so what are you going to do? How are you going to manage those people? Well, the, the key thing here is quite often, this is the first mindset type we've come to where they, they quite often don't need managing. Mm. With a Snow White Alpha Wolf or Needy Child, there's a level of intervention that comes with their mindsets right. for different reasons. Mm. But there's a, it's where you earn your money as a manager mm. with those three types of mindset. You'll, yeah. You will always be consumed by your alpha wolves, needy Charles and Snow Whites, yeah. for, for the reasons we've discussed on the previous mm. podcast. But when you're coming into, when you start looking at the other three that we're coming on to now, and in this particular case, mm. um, you know, the social beast, the the puppet master, you, they don't often need managing. No, they just need empowering. In fact, mm. give having them in your in your tent, as we call it, yeah. and and having having them driving the team on your behalf yeah is quite uh often what happens managers will recognize someone who is respected by the group who mm. is liked by the group yeah. who the group listened to mm. who the group enjoyed being around mm. and when we talk about managing influencers this is the, this is where the puppet master comes in if you've got on the ground influencers like a, a social puppet master then it's only a positive thing. You've got to empower them. We've got to give them responsibility. We want to make them, you know, let's make them be a champion for something. Let's, because the, because what they say, people listen to. Hmm. So they've got the ability to galvanize groups for us. Um, they've got the ability to be the champion for our department where they go and, you know, they go and meet with finance once a month and marketing once a month and operations. And they go and tell them what we're doing and they go build those relationships and stakeholders across the business. You know that's that's where man what managers should should do. What managers sometimes make the mistake of doing with puppet masters mm. is if you're a manager who's very task and goal focused, mm. and it's like we ain't got time to be pissing around. You stop chatting and building relationships and all that fluffy stuff. Just get on with the job, yeah. right? We've got till the end of the day to do this. They can sometimes disconnect from a puppet master and actually disengage them, right? And because these people are social people and if you don't give them an environment or a role where they can exploit that they ain't going to sit at a desk pushing a button no they're expressives mm. they ain't going to sit in a monotonous role doing the same thing time and time again because ultimately they will never be fulfilled unless puppet masters can engage in, in a community like environment they ain't going to thrive right yeah. so you've got to leverage them don't try and curb what mm. they are right um and that's sometimes what 
some of the big stick managers do get wrong. They they try and make them be something they're not. Right. You know, okay. and uh, just like they try and attack the alpha wolf head on and, yeah. make, and wonder why they get resistance. Right. So you want to work with this guy. You want to collaborate with the puppet master. Yeah, I, I think so. You want to leverage what they do really well for your team and your department. And like I say, you want them in a place where they can serve a humanistic role, mm. like champ, like a champion role, an ambassador yeah. role, whatever it might right. be. You know, go and if if one de- if our department needs to collaborate with marketing, mm. I want you to jump on a weekly conference call with the marketing team or join that meeting, and and bring the updates back to the team. The puppet right. master then goes off, yeah, starts being this ambassador, this champion, <clears throat> starts building relationships and stakeholders in these other areas and bringing it back to your team and your department. And they love that sort of stuff because it's what they live for. So so this suggests to me, correct me if I'm wrong, but this suggests to me that these people are quite sort of coachable, quite open to new skills, um, learning new things. Because, again, if you're, um, like, like say, for the sake of argument, um, this this person is a predominantly engineering focused or yeah. or um or de- development focused and you're sending them off to talk to people who are in marketing and and finance and things like that they'll they'll make it their yeah. business to learn about finance and marketing and well, don't forget, like yeah absolutely because and the reason they'll do that is because the puppet master thrives on social connection yeah so it's like a chance to go meet new people a yeah. chance to a chance to sell themselves a chance to build rapport a chance to build another ally in the organization yeah so they'll do it with gusto and within with with you know enthusiasm. passion and enthusiasm yeah. you know you send off uh you know an alpha wolf to do that and it's like what the hell am i doing that for i'm too busy Right, I ain't got time to do all of that sort of stuff, right? So we've got to play to our strengths, and I think a puppet master and a team—you do want them to do the job. Don't get me wrong, and um, but they'll always usually do it and find their way through their ability to 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 win friends and influence people. To use Dale Carnegie's, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, great saying. So where you can leverage that in the business, you should. Hmm. If you try to curb it or try to make them operate in entire isolation with mundane process-driven tasks, they tend to sink because they're, they're generally expressive. Hmm. Really interesting way of looking at that. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's, it's one of these people that I, I, I know you've said that it's everybody likes, but yeah, it's... it's well, one, well, let me correct that. Not everybody. Well, okay. Right. Okay, so, sorry, sorry. So the puppet master, but, but this is what the puppet master does well. So... You could you could argue that some of some of the introverts in the workplace mm. or the 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 extreme analyticals mm. would find that annoying. Yes. Okay. Right. Or uncomfortable. Mm. But a true puppet master would recognize group and power dynamics and read that this is an analy- analytical introvert and probably find a way of dealing with them in the way that they feel comfortable. Yeah. It wouldn't be over the top. It wouldn't be too much. It'd yeah. be short, straight to the point, and factual. So that's what a puppet master would do. So you're, you're situationally expressive. Yeah. No, they're, yeah, they're naturally really, expressive, but they yeah, know but, where it's situationally relevant yes, yeah. to get in that person's world. Right. Yeah. So then I don't piss the introvert off in, in accounts. Mm. They, I build relationship on their terms, mm. right, because I understand the importance of that. It's not manipulation. I just understand that that's important to yeah. them. Yeah. It's how I'm going to be able to collaborate with this person. Socially excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and you know what? I would encourage anybody who's listening to this, no matter what department they are in, if you're thinking of someone who fits the bill of the puppet master, um, a great way to deploy puppet masters is externally outside the organization. 
any type of commercial customer facing customer interaction work because they're great at it right yeah. and sometimes we have people who do this internally and have built stakeholders and we've never they've never been in front of a customer and it's just about having the wherewithal to start thinking about these types of people and where we could deploy them to our advantage or where they might want to go from a personal perspective. Mm. Um, but, you know, I'd like to think that most great salespeople, um, you know, let's let, let's look at two people who can drive like sales results as an example. You've got the alpha wolf, operate mm. alone, bang out the calls, set up the appointments, go to the appointments on their own, close the sales out aggressively, move on, right? Yeah. You've got the puppet master who opens the door, not only builds a relationship with the person they're meeting, but they have several meetings, right? They then go back and they use their stakeholders internally to help them close the deal because they've got allies all over the organization. And then all of a sudden their account ends up growing to a, to a much larger, hmm. you know, pot. And, um, and therefore puppet masters can make great salespeople as an example or customer service handlers. Hmm. So, um, yeah, they're very social. And there's lots of pros to them. Uh, I just want managers to be aware of one thing, that if you try and curb that or you try and put the square peg in a round hole and make them do a job that's not going to play to their strengths, they're going to sink. Cool. All right. Excellent. So to, to summarize then, because we're talking about the puppet master, it's a, it's a specific mindset that we've come up with. Um, to identify the puppet master within, the, within your team or within your organization, they are social beasts. Uh, they lead by example. They're very, very collaborative. Yeah. Um, they, if we're talking about reciprocation, deal making, they're usually the ones that go first. They're That's the ones a really that, key point. Yeah. They don't, they don't ask you for something. They'll, they'll go out the way to do something for you first. Yeah. And it's always like that saying that we always say. Instead of then say they say thank you and you say you're welcome, mm. it's almost like thank you. And it's like the puppet master will say, "It's okay. I know you'll do the same for me." Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and they do. It's an amazing thing, right? It's an amazing thing to watch. Uh, yeah. So social people, very socially excellent, I suppose. Yeah. Um, they know when to when to be like in certain ways um, with certain people. Is it appropriate? Is it inappropriate? And that's driven by emotional intelligence. And that, yeah. Reading group and power dynamics. Yeah. Very good at it. Got that down on the pros. Have you? Yeah. I'm jumping in here. Right? <laughs> you <laughs> are. <laughs> So when we're talking about pros and cons, then generally liked fit into they like to, they can fit into a culture, um, they can adapt according to where they find themselves, build rapport, and therefore building relationships. Uh, very good communicators on on many different levels. Uh, they can read a team dynamic, they can read a room, they can read um, status and things like that really well, and and that's basically because they've got high levels of EQ. As Absolutely. you said before, yeah. they've got a lot of emotional intelligence. Uh, they can just make sure they know what's what. Yeah, absolutely. Know. When we come on to cons, um, very rarely, but it is, it is there. Um, they may, may not, will, may be uh, over-reliant on a group. Yeah. Uh, therefore, um, when we're talking about individual um, performance or individual delivery, um, that might not be so good because it's they've just got themselves to rely on. Yeah. Uh, whereas they do rely on groups or they can rely on groups. Um, <clears throat> very expressive and jovial. Um, as again, socially excellent. And, and as much as while this is good, Sometimes it can be distracting. Sometimes they don't Sometimes, know when to switch it yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, we're, yeah, we're talking about people got possibly going a little bit overboard maybe, but, 
yeah, we, we recognise that. So when you're talking about an engagement, we're, we're not talking about a restrictive engagement. We're not trying to trying to pull them in and, and, and make them do things. What we're basically doing is we're allowing them to be themselves, really, aren't we? So a collaborative style of engagement, of working with yeah. them, yeah. So they can, they're still, the collaborate, because we've already identified they collaborate really well. Um, and uh, because we can start giving them responsibilities, we can start saying, right, okay, we'd like you to do this. We'd like to, this would look really good. We'd, we really think this is good. Then they'll upskill themselves. They they sort of they they get coached, if you like. They they learn new skills. So by giving them that opportunity, that because they're quite open to coaching, they're quite open to development. Then they're upskilling themselves by the fact that they throw themselves into responsibilities and jobs that they could possibly be asked yeah. to do. And, and and you can send them out into other areas of the organisation to mm. collaborate and build rapport with yeah. people and win stakeholders and yeah. and that and then we can leverage that as a department going forward through you. So yeah, there's many many jobs and things we can give them that plays to their strength and i'm sure that yourself you've you've met puppet masters before you've worked with puppet masters like myself just thinking back to people that i've met in the past do i now identify as puppet masters brings a little bit of a smile to my face yeah because yeah. you, you now you didn't know at the time but now you get what yeah. they were doing and yeah so a, a true puppet master it, it's not a strategy it's just not, so, yeah. so here's the final point i want to make a true puppet master it's not an intentional strategy it's their modus operandi. Yeah. Is that right? Modus yeah. operandi. Yeah. It's the way they are, are wired. Default right. setting. Yeah. It's yeah. not It's not like they sit there at a night stroking a cat, thinking, <laughs> you know, stroking a cat, thinking, who, who, can, I, uh, who can I enchant tomorrow, yeah. you yeah. know, for manipulation? It's not that. It's not even, if you went to a puppet master and you said, listen, let me replay this to you. What you do really well is this. They'd mm. go, oh, really? I didn't, I've never really thought of it yeah. like yeah. that. Because it's sincere. It's a sincere, and and the way you know you've got a true puppet master is when it when it's continuous, mm. and it doesn't just ebb and flow when they want something. Nobody can fake being truly social, and truly and and going first in reciprocation, mm. and being life and soul and wanting to collaborate every day of their lives. Mm. Nobody can fake that no. because sooner or later that would fall in. Yeah, their guard would come down. Yeah, so. You can, I can think of them now, though, the true puppet masters. They're not even thinking about it, no. nor are they aware that they're doing it. No. But they do it incredibly well. They really do. Cool. Okay, so I think that's puppet master, uh, the puppet master covered, Martin. It is, and that's four out of the six mindset yeah. types. We will be back shortly with another T2 Hubcast where we're going to explore the racing driver. Oh, the racing driver, very similar to the Alpha Wolf in many guy in many cases, but mm. with with one stark difference. Okay, okay. we'll come to that on the next hubcast. Excellent, Spencer Locker enjoyed that again. Thank, Thank you very you. much, Cheers, and we'll man. be back shortly with another T2 hubcast. Cool.